Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning into the Kelly Road Show. Today, we are talking about my biggest mistakes and hardest lessons as my business scaled to the eight-figure mark. Now, before we dive in today, I don't want to like depress you or scare you. And I will start the episode by saying, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it no question asked a thousand times over. And not only that, but I'm doubling down to grow into the future uh, with the five companies that I have today. So I don't want to scare you and I don't want anyone listening to today's show to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to grow because of these things. Here's the number one thing that I will tell you. And I tell my clients this all the time. The things that we avoid growth in pursuit of are typically to protect ourselves, to protect ourselves from getting hurt to protect ourselves from making the wrong hire, to protect ourselves from getting sued, to protect ourselves, protect, protect, protect. We avoid growth out of fear subconsciously so much of the time. And for many entrepreneurs and business owners, those things that you are desperately trying to avoid, they're going to happen anyway in the natural course of doing business. If you're in business long enough, you're going to experience all the things that I'm going to share here today. If you're in business at any substantial level, you are absolutely going to experience these things and it should not deter you in any way, shape or form. I think that if you have a dream and if you have a desire to go to a certain level of success in your business, you have a responsibility to answer that call. I believe that business is so much more than a revenue number on a sheet of paper. It's so much more than the number of clients that you serve. It's about answering your calling. Building a business is about answering your calling. This whole journey of growing as business leaders is about becoming the next version of ourselves and inspiring and paving the way for others in the process. That's why for me, I always say on the podcast, I'd rather tell you war stories than fairy tales because my job as a mentor is not to sugarcoat the things that I've gone through or the things that you'll go through on your path, but instead it's to prepare you. My job is to pave a pathway and to make it a smoother trip for you as you progress on your way to making your dreams come true. And so I would do it all over again, no questions asked. And I want you to know that whatever it is that is holding you back from that next level of success right now, do not sabotage your own growth because you want to protect yourself because chances are Those tough lessons that you have to learn and those big hurdles that you have to overcome are going to be the things that are going to make you, it's, it's, it's almost like a sculpture that's being carved and it's being carved and carved and smoothed and chipped away to become the final masterpiece. That's you. That's me. And each of these experiences are a part of that process of cultivating your ultimate highest and best version of you, your highest and best version of your business, and ultimately how you can make the biggest impact on the world, make the biggest difference for others, make the biggest difference for yourself and for your family and your future. But each of the lessons that we learn 
serves a purpose not just for us on our growth path, but also for how we can model the way for the people that are watching our journey, for the people that we're inspiring, for the people that we're leading. So let's get started. I'm hoping that by sharing my war stories that it will make your journey easier and it will make a difference for you on your path to making your dreams a reality. The first and most important lesson that I learned was that I made a very big mistake of linking my brand to other people. So what I mean by that, and there's lots of ways that you can make this mistake. For me, I went into business with outside people for additional companies that I wanted to start instead of hiring vice presidents and presidents initially into my business. If you look at my companies today, obviously I learned from that mistake. I now have my own internal people that I have hired and groomed and developed that are running divisions and even individual companies for me. But linking with someone outside of my brand was a huge, huge mistake for me for many reasons. But I'm just, instead of sharing details of that, I want to talk about it from a broad perspective because this episode is to help you to understand how to think about these decisions. When you link your brand, whether it's that you're going to do an affiliate partnership where you do joint masterclasses together, or whether you're going to have someone that you elevate in your community uh, as a referral partner, or whether you go into business with someone, which you know I have done uh, many different things that have linked my brand to other people's brand, which if I were to go back in time, I absolutely would undo those things. And I'll tell you why. Number one, Unless you're linking arms with someone that has built something far bigger than you have, that is far more successful than you are, that has demonstrated that uh, they can do something that you can't, then you are downgrading your dream by linking your brand to them. I hate to say it. I didn't think that way initially. I learned a really tough lesson from that perspective. And so what I would say is, you know, if, if you're looking at this, you have to realize that just like marriages, 50% of partnerships don't work out. I've seen so many individuals that get themselves in trouble linking their brand. It doesn't matter whether it's a celebrity circle that you put yourself in, a mastermind that you join, uh, an affiliate partnership that you do. You have to realize that the perception is that when you put your name next to someone else's name, you're saying, I support and believe in this person. You're saying, I agree with this person. You're saying that I support what this person says and does uh, in connection to my brand. And what happened to me is that in one instance, I had someone who I linked my brand to who did things, very, very horrible things uh, to paying customers of mine that I had to then, you know, go back and service for free and do all sorts of things to make up for kind of the bad behavior of this other person um, that I couldn't prevent and I couldn't control because, you know, when you're equals in that way, um, you know, there, there's nothing you can do. Now, this could happen with a referral partner. This could happen with an affiliate. This can happen with a business partner. And you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. So I would just say my learning and, you know, I learned this on several different levels in several different ways. I had people that I elevated in my community uh, that I began referring people to. And I did this, you know, several different times. And what happened was they ended up building their entire business, uh, multiple six, and in some cases, close to seven figure businesses exclusively off of the referrals from my community. And when they sucked all the juice uh, out of my community, 
And they then were not seeing the same growth that they were because they were relying exclusively on me and my brand and, and, you know, everything that I was doing to drive business for them. They turned on me and in some cases, um, led very aggressive, um, you know, negative campaigns against me and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And it really doesn't matter. Like the details don't matter because this can happen in so many different ways. But the advice that I am heeding you to be very, very aware of is as you begin to have any level of recognizable success in a public way, everyone wants to partner up with you. Everyone is like, oh, let me promote you. Everyone's like, let me do this with you. Let me do that. I have this idea. We can do this. We can do that. Successful uh, opportunities will literally come out of the woodworks from every direction that you can possibly imagine and think of. And most of them are an absolute and total waste of your time and talent, but they will look like opportunities. They will be opportunities um, that that look like they're opportunities, but in reality, they'll be things that really take you off of focus. They take you off of purpose. Uh, they are you know, not actually in alignment with where you need to be spending your time and energy. And you're not going to see the returns that you would see. Uh, so, you know, I stopped some of those practices of elevating people in my communities because there was so much abuse of that. And uh, there was so much drama created by immature people that, you know, did not uh, appreciate uh, all the business that we were sending to them and all of the things that we were doing to elevate and support them. And in fact, they did things instead of thanking us, they did things to hurt us. Same thing with partnering with external people. Um, you know, you just have to recognize that as you start to have success, everyone wants a piece of you and everyone's going to be bringing you opportunities. And the number one thing that will kill, it will kill your productivity, it will kill your success, it will take away from your ability to grow is you getting distracted, you getting distracted. And so the number one thing when you start to have success and you're starting to grow is maintaining your focus. And after I had the experience of partnering with outside people and I decided to refocus, and this goes into number two, which is partnering with outside entrepreneurs versus hiring internal leaders, I reframed my focus and I started over again and I started uh, hiring and grooming internal leaders at a very high level that could run businesses and divisions for me and that's obviously what I'm doing now today. And it has been night and day, night and day, total unification, total focus of purpose, clarity on what we're doing, why we're doing it, and the ability to impact and drive the outcome, right? When, when you are, you know, partnering with someone outside of your organization, you have no control, no control whatsoever of what this person says or does or, you know, whatever the case. You don't have control over someone internal either, but obviously if they want to retain employment with your organization, there's going to be a partnership and a shared, you know, mind share and vision and, and goals and you're going to work together as a team to accomplish them. So one and two kind of go hand in hand, letting outside people link to your brand and partnering with outside entrepreneurs versus hiring internal leaders. Those are things you just really have to put thought into and be extraordinarily careful about. What I will also add to that is that I went through an extensive multi-year vetting process uh, before 
you know, working with some of the individuals that I'm referencing in all different capacities. And, you know, so these were not people that I just met. This was not a quick decision without thought or time put into it. Um, these are people that I thought that I knew very, very well, obviously did not. Um, but that goes hand in hand with number three, which is recognizing that you do not know anyone in business until they pass the stress test. You do not know anyone until they pass the stress test. People will get extraordinarily ugly with you, especially if they come in riding the gravy train. They come in when things are absolutely just going bonkers. It's easy. There's money flowing everywhere. You're winning. You've basically done all the work and they're just like linking arms with your success. That's one scenario. But what you'll find is the moment that people that came in when things were easy are now having to step up and get in the boat and put their paddle in the water and row side by side with you, you're going to see a very different person in some instances. And I say in some instances because I have plenty of people in my company today that have been with me in the highest highs and the lowest lows and everything in between, and they maintained their character, and that's why we're still here together. I have lots of people who are not in my company today that came in when we were riding high and things were easy. And then when we were, you know, dealing with tough times and going through hardships, uh, they, they were out and they were out in 30 seconds, even though they are people that I literally invested so much of my heart and my soul and my energy and my life and my money into grooming and developing and giving and caring for, uh, they just, as soon as the stress test came, uh, they turned into different people. Are you sick of all the hyped up, played out trends, fads, and nonsense that you see in online marketing today? Are you ready to learn how to build a brand that's in demand, built on authentic, high integrity, and valuable marketing on your terms? Look no further. I wrote the book, Conviction Marketing Method, to give you a flexible, powerful framework to achieve maximum ROI on your marketing with minimum distraction, overwhelm, expense, or wasted energy. Grab my best-selling book, Conviction Marketing, at kellyroachinternational.com forward slash books. Your marketing is ready to take your business and brand to the next level. Go to kellyroachinternational.com forward slash books. And so that's why you have to be slow and steady. That's why when you look at elevating leaders in your company, you need to really go through a vetting process and do it over time and make sure that before you put someone uh, in a higher level position, that they've worked in your company um, during multiple seasons. I talk a lot on the show about, you know, the four seasons and being a four season CEO. Well, you need four season leaders as well, right? And so if you're dealing with people that, you know, only want to be um, your ride or die, as long as you're the one doing everything, as long as you're making it easy for them, as long as there's no, no stress, um, you know, that's, that's not going to work out well. Um, and, you know, you're going to be responsible for, for having to kind of set some boundaries and uh, make it really real from the standpoint of uh, what are you requiring someone to meet you 
in the middle on, right? Because you can retain those people if you're willing to do it for them. I could have kept um, past relationships, many past relationships that are out of my life right now today if I had just been a doormat. If I had just allowed them to walk all over me, do whatever they wanted to do, steal from me, take from my brand, use me, I'd have a lot of relationships that I do not have today. My circle went from a circle to a, a very tiny little dot really quickly when I realized how many people were only in my life to take advantage of me and steal from me because the success that I was having that they wanted to uh, be a part of, not contribute to. And so I had to go through a period of like radical, radical pruning, both internally on my team and externally in those surrounding me. And I had to learn how to stand up for myself and to set new boundaries and to hold myself to a higher standard and to be okay holding the people around me to a higher standard as well. And you have to be okay that most people, 99% of people, they're not going to step up. You're going to have the tough conversation and they're going to turn on you. You're not going to have the tough conversation and then realize like, okay, wow, like we can do this together. We can fly high. We can come together. This is going to be like an investment, but it's going to have a massive return. That's not the average person. So knowing that is going to be really, really tough, but really, really important for you. Okay. Number four, your success will trigger people very, very badly. You will get the wrath of people's trauma in ways that you never imagined. And I'm talking about people that you think are friends. I'm talking about people that you think are your best clients. I'm talking about every person in your circle. When you start having a higher level of success and you are winning consistently, that is going to bring up things in people that you never imagined. And it's going to blow your freaking mind. I never expected this. I never saw this. I think people underestimated me so much that I always felt like, um, I think people saw me as like the person that was like safe and fun and happy, you know, and, and nice to be around, um, that they never needed to be intimidated by, that they never needed to feel a certain way. Cause I felt, you know, I felt small enough that they didn't need to feel triggered. And when we started having higher and higher levels of success, I saw a completely different version of people that I thought that I knew, which goes hand in hand with number five. And this is so hard. And this has literally taken me years of work, of recovery, of healing uh, to, to understand and to work through. Most people will not be happy for you. In fact, most people are rooting for you to fail. They are waiting for you to crumble under the pressure. They are waiting for you to quit. They are waiting for you to hit hardship. And so give them a great show. Give them a great freaking show and keep your vision for your life. Keep your vision for where you're going and what you're doing. Do not let up. Do not give up. Do not let other people dictate how big you play and how high you go in your business and in your life. You have to realize that you do not need any external validation. You need to tap into your faith. You need to look inside your soul. You need to know what really matters, faith and family. And you need to allow that to be your strength. You need to allow your faith and your family to be your strength. And you need to allow your soul calling and your heart and your purpose of being existence drive you and not allow whether external people that 
may or may not have worked through their own trauma are going to make you feel guilty or feel bad or question everything you're doing because it brings up fear and jealousy and hatred inside of themselves that they have for themselves because they have not fulfilled on their own calling, their own purpose, their own highest version of themselves. So you cannot be seeking validation outside of yourself. You cannot be expecting people to be clapping on the sidelines for you. You cannot think that everyone is going to be waving and cheering and excited for you to achieve those milestones. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Now, here are some of the positives. Once you go through that pruning period of the fallout that happens with all the people who you thought had your back, all the people who you thought were your friends, all the people who you thought were your biggest supporters, all the people that you dedicated your life to helping and serving and teaching and mentoring and growing that are going to show you who they really are on this journey, you are going to discover the people that are your true ride or die, friends, family, loved ones the people that belong in your life for the long term. And there's nothing greater than having a small but mighty circle of people that love you for you, that are genuinely happy for you, that genuinely support and have your back in everything that you do. And knowing that is absolutely invaluable. That's number one. Some of the other things that I would say it's important to know is like, don't give up on hiring your dream team. You will go through some of the wrong people. You will have some really hard situations that you have to face with mishires. Absolutely, that is par par for the course. But when you find the right people, it is joy. It It is true joy to find the right people that you get to work with every single day, that it feels like a privilege and an honor to get to team up with. And when you find the people that are meant to be with you long term, Hold on tight with everything that you've got. Love them, honor them, appreciate them, uh, let them know how much you appreciate them. And that is just an invaluable relationship to have in your life. Patience is everything. Patience is everything. You can go wherever you desire. You can go as high and as far as you desire. But what you have to realize is that Many times it's in our seasons of challenge that we create the biggest change. And from the season of challenge comes the change that facilitates our next level of success. And most people are so short-sighted that they don't realize how important that season of challenge actually is in getting them to the level of success that they want to achieve. So I think remembering that is really, really crucial. Remember that the basics are never going to fail you, right? Always return to the fundamentals. The fundamentals are the most important things that are going to carry you to long-term success and resist complexity at all costs. You are going to find that there's always this uh, temptation to add complexity to your business. And once you get to eight figures and beyond, you're going to find that you spend the majority of your day trying to fight complexity. So the last thing that you want to do is insert complexity for no reason in your business. The more that you can focus on resisting complexity at all costs, the easier path that you're going to have and the more success that you're going to achieve. And the more that you focus on technology and infrastructure and really getting um, the basics working the right way, the more that you get those fundamentals 
uh, executing and that you focus on systems and really building a house, not a house of cards, but a house with an unbelievably strong foundation, it will allow you to withstand uh, the storms that will come. And the storms will inevitably come, okay? The storms will inevitably come. So don't be fearful of the storms. Prepare and set yourself up for success to be able to withstand them. But what I would say above all else, what I have learned going through all of these things is that you can't sidestep or, uh, you know, prepare to get to the next level and skip over these hardships. This is part of the, the carving of your beautiful sculpture. This is part of the evolution of who you're becoming. And so instead of trying to avoid it, allow yourself to be like a tree that is able to bend and flex and flow, but not break. And remember that it all comes down to mindset. Rely on your faith. Put first your faith in your family. Know the things that really matter to you and to your own self stay true. Remember that your dream was placed in your heart as a preview of God's great and magnificent vision for your life. And your calling and your duty and your responsibility is to answer that to the best of your ability. I hope today's show was helpful for you. I'll see you back here soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.